When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today we have Dai Manuel on this episode of the RV. Dai is from Vancouver, Canada, and is a lifestyle mentor, fitness coach, and author of the book, Dai Manuel's Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. So Dai, I'm very excited to have you here today. Welcome to the Relatable Voice. Well, thank you so much. It's uh, just amazing to be here and uh, really looking forward to, to our conversation today on this beautiful Monday morning. <laughs> so game on. How have you been? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And Dai, after seeing checking your book, I've just decided that I need to start working out again. You know, this pandemic uh, just... Uh, made me become lazy and I didn't feel like working out, but today I will start again. And I will keep this promise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that feeling. I think a lot of us have found ourselves maybe not as active as we normally would like to be, you know, with this last year and a bit. It's, uh, it's definitely provided its own set of challenges. But, uh, you know, I always like to remind people, don't focus so much on what you can't do but start to ask yourself, what can I do? And uh, sometimes that's just enough to shift the perspective ever so slightly, right? Yes, exactly. And I'm sure that after talking with you, I will be running <laughs> with <laughs> my tennis shoes and be running. As I said, I'm very, very excited that you are my first fitness guest on the RV. Well, look at that. Awesome. I'm honored. That, what, a, what a special privilege. <laughs> yes, it is. And I used to be a Pilates instructor and a physical therapist. So it's nice to be able to talk about this area mm. of life. So, Dai, how long have you been working in fitness for? Oh. Well, I, I, I guess, you know, it sort of started as a hobby, you know, when I was... Uh, I, I like to let people know, you know, I didn't come to fitness naturally. Like sometimes when we meet personal trainers or people that work in the fitness and wellness industries, there, there's, there's usually two camps, two different stories, right? Two origin stories. One is they've just always been into sports and they love sports and they love being active. And, and so it was just a natural progression to sort of segue into something within that space based on the passions. Uh, and then there's the other side, which is, you know, people that have had a significant transformation. You know, have overcome uh, a health complication, maybe learned to thrive, even though they're living with a chronic 
uh, ailment, you know, a chronic pain or, or discomfort or anything along those lines. And yet they've learned to, to get back to thriving and, and feeling so inspired to then help others do the same thing. And I'm more of that camp. You know, I was morbidly obese from the age of nine to 14. So I didn't come to fitness naturally, but when I made a decision to, to, to really get my health back, to, to claim my health back at 14, almost 15. And it took 20 months, like 20 months to, to release the weight, to get into a new healthy lifestyle. Uh, but through that process, you know, some of my parents, friends, some of my own community, uh, even myself, you know, just, just observing the transformation unfold. Uh, I had people coming to me and asking for my help, my support. They would ask me questions about, you know, how did I make the changes? Could, what could they do? And that was my first opportunity to really coach or mentor other people, especially in an area that I'd had a personal experience in. And that got me really excited. It, it really made me feel very fulfilled to be able to help others now have similar transformations like the one I experienced. And, you know, so at age 17, I started really just supporting people with their health and well-being. Uh, but it became more focused and, and purposeful when I turned 19, almost 20, when I actually started to work within the industry. So uh, if I to date myself now, you know, I'm in my 26th year uh, in the health and wellness industries, uh, you know, and, uh, and I support people in lots of different ways. So it's, it's been, a, been a long journey. Uh, but one, I'm very grateful for having the opportunity to travel. That's great when you start helping yourself and end up helping others. Sure, yes. And you are so young, like you started with 17 years old. Only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm 44 now and yeah, my entire adult life, that's pretty much the only industries I've worked in, you know, and uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, just just connecting with people, helping them where they're at. And uh, a lot of times it's just helping people get out of their own way. You know, mm -hmm. we have so many of these little limiting beliefs or these beliefs about ourselves. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm someone that really likes to support people in challenging those beliefs, especially the ones that hold us back in life. And, uh, you know, sometimes all you need is just a, a, another perspective to, to be able to see things differently. And, and that's all we need. Once you see things a little bit differently, you realize, oh, you know, this big block that I had in front of me, there's actually a little way around the, I could, I could go this way and, and, uh -huh. and circumvent that challenge. And sometimes we just need someone to tell us, Hey, I believe in you, you know, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you also have a YouTube channel. I, I have some videos on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That I've, I've, I've shared there. And um, I, most of my videos are on the Facebook platform, but uh, I do definitely you know, support things over to, to the YouTube uh, as a way to distribute the content to my communities. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely have uh, a number of videos there. So, okay. yeah. so people can be motivated by you when yeah. your videos yeah, for sure. And I mean, recently I did a my first TEDx talk as well, where I talked about vulnerability being a human quality, mm -hmm. not just a male or a female quality, but a human quality. And uh, that was a, a very rewarding and fulfilling opportunity that, that I've been wanting to do for seven years. I've had it on my vision board doing a TEDx talk, and uh, I finally had the opportunity this year to do that. And uh, I got to say, it's it's been just been wonderful seeing the types of conversations that have been emerging uh, from that. And uh, so, yeah, there's, there's lots of cool stuff on the, the works these days and lots of ways people can tap into some of my content, but you know, I could tell everybody just, it all starts with the question and, and it's asking ourselves the question, what do we want for our lives? You know, what do we want? What kind of person do we need to be to thrive in that life that we want? And, and I think a lot of people are afraid to ask the question 
I mean, let's be fair. This last year, asking that question, there was a lot more uncertainty. We're not sure. Like, what's going to happen in the world? What's going on with this pandemic, with the lockdowns? I mean, it's created just a lot of uncertainty. And, and a lot of I know a lot of my clients and, and the people I've been having conversations with, there's it's just a lot of question marks. It's hard to, to stay committed to a vision and stay on path and create space for ourselves to, to, to just dream still. And uh, so I'm, I'm very optimistic that as the world opens up, we're all going to get back into that flow again, you know, but it's just, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year, hasn't it? Yeah. It's completely yeah. crazy year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, I was checking your book and... Mm. Your book mentions 30 minutes a day for a healthier body. <laughs> so my question is because I love training and I'm super curious about it. So if I were to do 10 minutes three times a day, for example, <laughs> could I achieve the same results than if I worked out every day for one hour? You know. I look at the challenges most people have today, and that's just being consistent with their self-care mm-hmm. habits or their rituals. You know, I like to refer them as rituals because rituals, when we think about rituals versus habits, like when we hear the term ritual, it's it's like uh, there's a deeper connection to why we do it, to our commitment to following through. It becomes ritualistic. It's like almost automatic. We just, we do it. And, and it serves a very specific purpose that's often tied to a bigger picture right? Uh, Versus just saying it's a habit. We do the habit just to create a result. Well, no, now we do a ritual and there's usually a bigger, deeper meaning to rituals. And I I encourage people develop a ritual for yourself around your self-care, you know, and a lot of people then start to wonder, well, how much time, how many times a day, how many times a week, you know, like uh, there's just, we seem to want to put all these parameters in place. We want to give this really fixed prescription or, or, or like, painted into a box, so to speak. And, and that would be the solution. And the problem is, as soon as you make it very rigid, very like black and white, life happens. Life is not black and white. Life is full of lots of colors and it's very dynamic and it's always changing. So your lifestyle is going to be challenged. A lot of, it just will. Like you might have the best of plan that every day at this time, I'm going to exercise or I'm going to meditate or I'm going to journal I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to connect with a friend, you know, like it's fine. You can be prescriptive, but the problem is as soon as we miss one of those, because we set our sights on it, we say, well, if I can't do it that way, then I won't do it at all. And that's just the way a lot of us think, you know, it's like, oh, I I missed my workout today. I'll just reset and start again next Monday, (laughs) you know? And, and so there's this, this sort of, uh, reset pattern that we have. And, and, and so my, my thing that I really want to encourage people to do is just creating an intention around your health and well-being. And, and I'm not just talking about the physical fitness. I'm talking about the mental fitness, the spiritual fitness, the emotional fitness, you know, even to an extent, your financial fitness, you know, like I'm really trying to encourage people to take a holistic approach when it comes to their well-being. And uh, what I found was after 26 years in the industry, uh, I see the same challenges that everybody always seems to to lean on when they make excuses of why they can't maintain their ritual of self-care. I don't have time. I don't know what to do. And I don't know why I'm doing it. And so I was like, okay, well, let me help you with those three things. <laughs> let me give you a solution to make it really, really simple. 
just to create the habit. And so I invite people to commit to 28 days where they're going to commit 2% of every 24 hours to themselves. So if you think about it, 22% of 24 hours is actually only 30 minutes. So if you can commit 30 minutes to your self-care every day, I've got a process that's really easy to follow. It's 15 minutes of movement with purpose. That's moving your body to create a sweat. It's body weight movement. So you don't need any fancy equipment. You don't need much space. You need enough room to throw a towel down on the floor and you got plenty uh, to do the exercises and workouts. Mm -hmm. Then five minute mindful meditation and 10 minutes of personal development. So that's 30 minutes. Really simple. Feeds the body, the mind, and the spirit or soul, if you want. And you commit to doing it every day for 28 days. And it's remarkable because I invite a lot of people to just give me feedback. Commit to doing it. Do it every day, 28 days. It's only 30 minutes a day. Everyone's got that. I know they do. I I can hear people out there right now watching or listening to this. They're like, oh, that sounds great. I don't have 30 minutes a day. I'm like, yes, you do. Don't be like that. Look at your habits right now. Look at what you do every day. Look at how late you stay up the night before. What time do you get up in the morning? You know, what are some of your first things that you do in the morning? Do you roll over, grab your phone, surf on the, the Facebook for an hour before you get out of bed? Trust me, you've got 30 minutes a day. Everyone has 30 minutes a day. <laughs> and this yep. is a very good solution because sometimes people also ask me, uh, uh, should I do more cardio or more weightlifting? I believe there is no rules. It depends on your time, as you said, your motivation, of course, and I don't know. Uh, it's it's a matter of start doing things. Yeah. 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 Just got to get moving. Just start. Just start. You know. And when I told my friends I was going to interview you, they start saying, "Ask him this and this. Ask him yeah. that." And then they asked me, "Okay, at least one question." I said, "Okay, I'm trying." So <sighs> the question is: Is working out in the morning better for? for you or it depends on the person. Yeah. Well, yeah, it depends on the person. I mean, there's, there's definitely some, uh, there's some strong points to working out first thing in the morning in a fasted state. So like before you eat or have any calories in you, you wake up, you you do some, some low to moderate intensity cardio. Uh, There's definitely been some interesting science that has shown that it could be beneficial, you know, in that fasted state, burning some extra calories, nice way to start the day, kickstart the metabolism. But I always say this, like, whatever time you get your workout in, in the day is the right time. Okay. I got that's bottom line. You got it done. Celebrate getting it done. Like I love Nike. I think it's a real powerful brand. They've done a great job with the just do it slogan. Right. And that little swoosh or check mark, just do it. Well, I want to go one step further and say, why don't you just did it? (laughs) Why don't you celebrate having it done? So, you know, don't talk about just doing it. Talk about, I just did it, you know, and, and come from that place. And uh, I think if you do, uh, you're going to find that uh, the results come, but also it's, it's, you're learning to celebrate the action itself of the completion of that, that piece that you're saying, Hey, I matter. I've created space and time for me to work on my fitness, my health, my well-being, my mental state. I, it, it's very intentional, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and you have to be intentional when you start. Like you have to, you, you do. It's not going to happen otherwise because you're not going to find somebody saying, hey, 
I, I'm going to look after your self-care for you. <laughs> you know, I will create the space for you. I will tell you what to do. I'll tell you when to do it. You know, like it, it, it's still the onus falls on us. We have to own our own health. We have to be really accountable to that because no one can do it for us. You know, they, they really can't. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just about trying to remove the barriers to make it as simple to sort of just get into that place where you can start to commit 30 minutes a day. And people ask me, well, is that all I got to do? I say, it's the least that you deserve. You know, it's the least that you should be committed to your health and well-being. And I find a lot of people that commit to it after 28 days, they start to see so many different changes that they start to improve and increase on the fitness, meaning they might start doing hiking, they might take up running, maybe they'll start training for their first half marathon or 5k, you know, or the first bike race, or they'll sign up for a big hike. And because all of a sudden that self-belief, remember mm -hmm. we talked right at the beginning that that person that gets in the way the most is ourselves. All of a sudden that person starts to step aside as our confidence grows. And as our confidence grows and our clarity grows, we just find taking action and committing to that process, that journey of our health and well-being, it becomes more automatic. It doesn't feel as challenging. And, and in fact, you start to miss it if you don't do it every day. And that's a pretty magical place to be where all of a sudden you realize that, oh, I haven't had my workout today. I got to go get that in because it always makes you feel better. You always feel good after one. Yeah. I've never had anybody message me and say, I really regret working out today. It just doesn't happen. It's yes. The hard part is to get started. And Dai, why did you decide to write a book? Was this something you always want to do? Oh, you know, a big part of what I do is just wanting to help people uh, with achieving great results in, in life. And a lot of people say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I just mean, listen, life is whatever we determine to make it. And I, I just hope people make it as great as they possibly can. So they're, they feel like they're thriving, feel like they're winning, not, not necessarily feeling like a victim or things are out of their control. You know, because it's a matter of looking at the things that are in our control. And a lot of the time, what we do day in, day out, how we feed our minds, so the kind of content we're putting into our minds that shifts and shapes our perspective on the world. If we're constantly filling our mind with negative things and we have negative people in our life reinforcing those negative thought patterns, no wonder we start to feel very negative towards ourselves and, and towards our life. And so I'm first and foremost, I just want to help people, you know, create a bit more positivity, a bit more attraction to their own life, excitement for what they're doing and how they're showing up. Because as you start to do that, it's amazing how you influence and impact those people around you, including your family, your communities, even well beyond that. When you look at the ability that we have to influence people positively through online, I mean, you can have friends all around the world now that you can impact. And I think that's the beautiful aspect of social media these social platforms is it can be used for a lot of good. And I think we've seen that over this last year. We've seen some amazing things that have, have really been pushed into the mainstream and influenced big, big changes, uh, all because of people rallying together online. So, you know, when it came to writing the book and creating this process for people, it was just really trying to create something very simple for people to, to literally plug and play into their busy life. Doesn't matter how busy they are. I know that they can embrace this and they can see some great results and it's just going to make them feel more connected and happier about their own life and the journey that they're on. And uh, so that's a, a big motivator there. Cause also for myself, as I've been, you know, in this industry now, 26 years, I've seen a lot of things come and go. I've seen yeah. a lot of negative, you know, I've seen a lot of certain stereotypes and cliches, you know, the no pain, no gain, right? Like just a lot of this really 
very cliche stuff. That's not yeah. true. It's just not yeah. true. And it doesn't work for people. It doesn't help them really getting into that healthy lifestyle frame of mind. You know, it's fine if you're like fitness, 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 but that's only one aspect, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and I saw a quote, this is anonymous, but it says, train insane and remain the same. What do you think about it? That Train insane and remain the same. Well, yeah, I, I guess it, it, it depends, you know, uh, I, I guess if you're just fully one track mind when it comes to training and you're just go, go, go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not sustainable. There comes a point where the body may give way. You know, we might uh, have an injury. And uh, I, I have seen people that are, especially because of my own past, I've, I've had these moments in my past where I believe, you know, volume, volume, volume to, to, to see the improvements, to get more competitive in my sports that I was playing in. Uh, but, you know, it ultimately led to injury because I wasn't taking enough time for recovery for, for rest and recuperation and recharging and, and balancing it out with other self-care, especially the mental health aspects. And, and so, yeah, if you're just going to go, go, go and give it, give it, give it, um, there comes a point where you, you just, you won't be able to anymore. And, and it's unfortunate because I, I, I experienced it myself. And when I've had that, that drop off or that feel like I crash, uh, it really affects my health negatively and, and it can last a few months, you know, where I just, feel zapped of energy. My hormones have been thrown out of whack, you know, metabolism's all over the place, but my mental health is also just really cloudy and foggy. And I just don't feel as connected to my own life. You know, that's what I've experienced. So it's, it's one of those pieces. I just like to forewarn people is that, you know, if you're just hundred percent one direction all the time, there's going to come a point, you're going to run out of gas. And usually when you start to run out of gas is when something negative happens, you know, an injury or what, whatnot. So um, I encourage people, you know, uh, mm -hmm. make sure you create space for the rest and the recovery for the mental health aspect of our lives as well. And, and the connectivity to others. So, yeah, there's a, there's a number of things that we could chat about there, but the, that's sort of my thought on that quote. I, I think it's a bit uh, archaic and needs, needs to be uh, revamped. Let's just say that. Yeah, Absolutely. And I watched you on TED Talk. Your story was very interesting. So, Dai, how was the experience of being able to inspire so many people? Well, thanks. I, I, I mean, it's been something I've wanted to do for, like I said, seven or eight years. It's sort of been something that I, I've had my sights on. I've, I've wanted to, to share a message from the TEDx stage and from the big red dot, you know, on those stages. And, and uh, we finally found ourselves in somewhere long enough um, because we'd been traveling for five years. So I, I was never in one place long enough to, to take up the invitation to potentially be a speaker at various TEDx talks. And so finally being back in Vancouver so our kids could finish school here, uh, when the invitation came for me to potentially apply to be considered for a speaker, I, I said, okay. And uh, from that time that I submitted an application to be a speaker, you know, there's 300 applicants and it eventually got narrowed down to 12. Uh, so it's a, it's a lengthy process. It took a few months for them to narrow it to the 12. And then then there was about three months uh, of a lot of work, working with coaches, speaker coaches, the curation team of the TEDx events. Like it was, it was, a, I've never, uh, I never imagined that it would be so intense mm. and, and yet also so fulfilling. Like it, it was one of the most challenging things I've done, 
uh, only because I, I'm not someone to script to talk normally. Normally, I'm someone that speaks in the heart and just sort of goes. Uh, where the TED format, they they really want it to be very well polished, but come across like the better you know your material and your content, the better you're able to deliver the the talk, but also not even think about it. You just sort of it feels like you're free flowing again, and that was the place I eventually got to. Where I just gave the talk and I felt like I was just speaking. I didn't feel like I had to repeat a memorized talk. Uh, and I think that's always the goal. But, you know, without that seven months of preparation leading up to that point, I don't know if it would have happened. And, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a wonderful opportunity, great learning. And uh, I, I have people have asked me, you know, are you going to do another one? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm considering it. You know, I, I think after doing one now, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to do some more, you know? Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, it was, it was just a very rewarding and I, I experience and I, I recommend anybody that's considering it, go for it. Just go for it. Imagine. Oh. Yeah. You've already accomplished so much and what are your next goals? Well, right now, you, you know, I'm, I serve a number of clients. Uh, so that always takes up uh, a bit of my time every week. And I love helping people just with creating great results in life and business. And uh, I have a fairly diverse business background. So I, I tend to help people both in life and in businesses uh, as a business coach and mentor, as well as a life coach and mentor. And uh, so I, I'm going to continue to do that and continue to serve uh, my clients. And, and on top of that, you know, there's been just a, a lot more family time right now as my, my daughters are 16 and 18. My, my eldest just graduated last week. And uh, so this is her last summer at home with us and before she moves out for university in the fall. So I, I imagine that the next few months, it, it's, it's going to be pretty limited on the work side, but uh, pretty full on the life side. And, and so, um, yeah, come the fall, I, I have a few projects that I'm excited to get off the ground that, that relates to some of the work I'm doing with men. And uh, I have some aspirations to do some stuff with teen boys as well. And uh, so more on that soon, but uh, that's sort of in the near future. Wow, you've been doing so much. And Dai, where can we find you? You have websites, books. <laughs> Where can we find you, please, our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I was going to say the easiest place to, to start is probably my website, which is just my name.com. So diamondwell.com, D-A-I-M-A-N-U-E-L.com. Uh, over 1,800 resources there. They're all, they're all free. And uh, articles, content, all, all to help you with life, fitness, well-being, uh, mental health. I mean, you name it. It's all there. Lots of content. I've been creating content for 14 years on my website. So uh, plenty there. And then other than that, if you want to have a conversation, I, I always say Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Those are the three platforms I'm most active on. So if you send me a message, again, I'm easy to find. Once you can spell my name, you'll find me. And uh, just shoot me a message and, and uh, let's start the conversation just with a simple, hello, how are you doing? You know, it's, yeah, uh -huh. it's pretty easy to say hi. Uh -huh. And uh, I always invite people, say hi, let's have a conversation. I'm talking to you and I'm feeling like so happy, inspired <laughs> to start doing things. Actually, I will check out your book after we oh, start, stop talking because I need it. And I'll tell my friends who <laughs> asking me these questions. <laughs> <laughs> and, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it was so good to talk to you. And Likewise. I yeah, I appreciate that you woke up so early to talk. No, no. Listen, I get up at five every day, every day. 
5 a.m. So it's uh, it's almost a curse, though. I've been doing that since I was probably yeah, almost, yeah, almost 18. I started that habit. And uh, now it's more of a ritual than a habit. It's just like, I don't even set my alarm. And I'm like waking up at two minutes to five. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just that internal clock. It doesn't matter what time zone I'm in. It's like, whatever it's 5am, I'm waking up, you know, if my body's there. And, um, but it's good. It, it allows me a lot of time to work on other things, you know, yeah. and uh, work on my own health and well being because that's normally when I spend that time. So but I want to say thank you for the opportunity for of being course. here. And thank you for putting this kind of content out to the world. It's just amazing we need more of this to, to support us all because listen the news have got the negative side of things we as content creators can do the positive side of things so it, it's nice to see it, someone bringing so much great content uh, and making it available to people so thank I you am, for the opportunity of course i'm here to help other authors if one day you publish your second book because <laughs> i'm sure there are more material for you too. oh yeah <laughs> please come I love that. Well, thank you. And if you're in Vancouver anytime soon, please send me a note. We'll have to see you and uh, maybe go for a nice walk along the seawall, you know? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.